going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How the heck are you? Happy Tuesday. Today is December 21st. How is your week so far? You getting your Christmas shopping done? You getting everything figured out? I actually went to Target this morning and it was packed. It was absolutely packed. It was like 8.30 in the morning. And I, I do a lot in the mornings. I like to get my stuff done and get a lot of my errands done in the mornings, whatever. So... I mean, I mean, I go over to that Target like all the time and I've never seen it that busy. So apparently everyone's doing what I did and just saved all their Christmas shopping for week of. That's one of my traditions. That's like a, it's a Wolgy family Christmas tradition. You save your shopping until the week of. That's what, that's what we do. So, all right, on today's show, it is Tuesday, Concept Tuesday for beginner concepts. And it's obviously bull season. And we touched on this a little bit ago, but I thought I'd do a show dedicated to what to look for and what not to look for when betting bowl games. There's a lot of things or there's a lot of reasons why bowl games are different than the average you know, regular season game, obviously. But it's funny because I listen to radio shows, TV shows, podcasts, and it seems like there's mistakes that are being made over and over for things that just don't matter. Now, I made these mistakes too. I learned by making these mistakes. And look, when you first get going in betting sports and bowl games come, you think certain things matter. But then now I have the ability and the luxury and the, you know to pull data, to look at history and to see what really matters and what doesn't matter. So today we'll talk about what to look for and what not to look for when betting bowl games. Special thanks to Better Edge online, B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Make more money by betting VIG free. It's so cool how they offer VIG free betting. Now it's a different experience. It's not the classic sportsbook experience. It's more or less like buying and trading stocks. But the perk is you don't have to ever pay a VIG. So it doesn't matter how bad a sports better you are you won't lose nearly as much money. As a matter of fact, you're not expected to lose really anything over the long run by betting with Better Edge. Online, betteredge.com. Use promo code SHARP for a free $10. All right, so bowl game tips. We'll look at what you want to uh, follow and use and what you don't want to use. So let's start off with things that you should be looking for in bowl games, things that you should incorporate into your handicapping, and the first of which is looking at all of these different teams away games. Because during the year, I don't care whether you're playing in the American, the Pac-12, or the SEC. When you play at home, you have a decided advantage against your opponents. You understand the atmosphere. You know the locker room. You have the crowd behind you. you get the, you're used to the weather. So when you go on the road in college football and you're in an unfamiliar environment, brand new stadium, the crowd's against you, maybe some unfamiliar weather, that's going to be the scenario most teams deal with in these bowl games. So if you see a team that is maybe 5-1 uh, and one against the spread at home and 1-5 and five against the spread on the road, that's a good indication they don't travel well. You know, And all of these things I'm saying, including away games, these aren't end-all be-alls. Okay, if you if you do your homework and you see what I just saw or what I just said, a team is 5-1 and one against the spread at home and 1-5 and five against the spread on the road, that doesn't mean you should bet against that team blindly. What that means is that's the first point in the handicap that you chalk towards the other team. Anytime you handicap a game and you finally get to the point where you want to bet money on a game, I've always said it's kind of like building a case in court. You don't just come up with one fact and, and, and finish the homework. You come up with a layer of 
facts and circumstantial things and, and all these different points of evidence that immediate that, that ultimately lead to conviction, whatever. So the point is, it's the same thing in, in building a case for betting a game. You don't just bet a game when you have a couple things that lean lean in your favor or back up one team. You need a laundry list of reasons why you want to bet on or against a certain team. And one thing to start off by looking at is how these specific teams have done on the road. Uh, the second thing you want to look for is the motivation. And this can often be the most difficult part in handicapping any college game because this can be the most inf- the most difficult information to obtain. Unless you get receivers or D-linemen or players or coaches coming out, let's say, on Twitter or Instagram, like the players for BYU did, you know, saying, how the hell did we get such a bad game? This sucks. No one wants to be there. That was obvious. But aside from that, which rarely happens, it's tough to tell if teams are really, truly motivated. But if you have uh, some information or if you get a a sense of a team's motivation on Twitter, whatever it may be, that's such a big deal. And what will happen a lot of the time is it'll be halftime, third quarter, and then then it's obvious. You know, then it's like, oh, of course, you know, look at this one team's not showing up. But pregame, it's very difficult. However, if you do have a pulse on the motivation of any given team, that can matter tremendously. Uh, another thing you want to look for, and this can be tough to find, but some colleges do make this information public. Coaches and assistant coaches who have already gotten their bonuses. Now, this one is new to me. This one I got from listening to a a different show with an ex-football player who brought this idea up. And since I looked it up and started tracking, not just this year, but, you know, five, ten years back, this is a really good indication of motivation. Because if the coaches aren't going to be motivated, then the team probably is going to be motivated. And if coaches already got their bonuses, already did all their stuff, already fulfilled their, you know, their duties, you can expect that team to be far, far less motivated than their opponents. So do a little homework. See if it's on the school website. See if it's public anywhere. Have these, have these coaching staffs already obtained and gotten their bonuses. Uh, another thing you want to look for is matchup issues, just like any other game, right? This is what we do in every handicap game, but let's not uh, avoid what has worked for us all season long just because they're bowl games. Are bowl games different? Of course. Do we approach them different? Slightly, right? But we still want to incorporate matchup issues. Offensive line, defensive line, secondary against quarterback, whatever it may be, don't ignore matchup issues uh, in, in these handicapping games. And last, look at health. That may seem obvious, Okay, who's hurt, who's playing, who's not playing, but it's such a big deal in bowl games. And let's actually expand health to just players out or sitting out or players in because there's a couple of reasons why players may not play in bowl games. Uh, They may be injured. They may be opting out for the NFL. And they also may be opting out or or, or, uh, have issues or maybe on, 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 uh, I guess I'm saying COVID protocol. I guess you wouldn't opt out this year from COVID. We saw that a lot last year. But if you're going through COVID protocol, exposure, or you test positive, that matters too. So make sure you know every absence on the team you're going to bet on or against, that matters a lot. Uh, now let's let's get to some things that you don't want to look for and don't want to use when handicapping these college football bowl games. Now, first I'll give some parameters. Don't uh, ever tease any of these games. Is that saying that the tease will never win? Is that saying that you can't tease a, a seven-point favorite down to minus one and let's say they win by four? Okay, that still might happen occasionally. 
just the fact that I'm saying don't tease college football bowl games doesn't mean it's never going to hit. What I mean by this is if you look historically the last five years, 10 years, teasers don't matter at all. Over the long run, these games, these bowl games are landing so far away from the spread. There is great variance that you really don't see in any other sport, any other time of the year. The variance that you get in bowl season is the highest variance I've ever experienced as a sports better, and it happens on a consistent year-by-year basis. We know bowl games are going to be wildly variant, which means we're going to get some crazy results. So based on that, Teasing is just not valuable enough. Do you want to know when teasing is valuable? Teasing is valuable when there is no variance. Teasing is is, is valuable in sports like the NFL, where games land so close to the point spread that you essentially create your own variance by teasing it. That's when you want to tease. You don't want to tease just because you're used to teasing and you want to buy points and minus one looks better than minus seven. Okay, so don't tease these games. It's a waste of money. Also on that line, don't money line favorites. If you get a team who's, let's say, minus three and a half, the tempting thing for a lot of square bettors or a lot of new bettors is to either buy a half point or buy a point, right? Buy it from three and a half to either three or two and a half, which is almost always too expensive, or to just money line the team and pay like minus 150, minus 160. Again, with all the variance, that's usually not needed. I know three and a half doesn't seem like an appealing number, again, especially for new bettors, but with these games landing so far away from the spread, it's actually fine to take minus three, minus four, minus five. Look at the Army game. The Army game opened up almost pick them, and it's like Army minus six and a half for today. So these lines move. You get you, you see clearly that the professionals aren't afraid to bet three and a half and four and a half in, in these numbers. So don't money line favorites. It is not a good uh, use, of your, use of your money. Also, another don't here. When you're handy, this is a big one, and this is one of the biggest mistakes I see people make. And honestly... And I actually just kind of had some apprehension. I don't know if I should be saying this, but I'll say it. I doubt my co-host listens to this show. I do another podcast called called a College Football Tailgate. And my co-host on that show always uses this measure in handicapping bowl games. And it couldn't be further from accurate. Now, am I going to say anything to him? No, because we do our bet boards. We, we compete with each other. <laughs> I want him to keep handicapping these bowl games for the next decade. But what he'll do and what many, many, many other people will do is they'll just simply look at where a team plays like a city. And if you get a team that plays in like L.A. or Miami or a big city that usually has maybe nice weather, there's a lot to do, and they have to go to an Albuquerque or an El Paso or wherever – well, a lot of people just stop the handicapping there. Well, you've got a team in a good city going to a shitty city. I'm going to pick the other team. Historically speaking, there is zero, absolutely zero correlation between teams in big metropolitan warm cities going and playing in small, maybe <laughs> perceived shitty uh, cities. Okay. Now that matters for the fan base. If I'm from L.A. and my favorite team is playing in Albuquerque, am I going to have a great time doing stuff and going, I don't know? Probably not, because that's not what I'm used to. But for, the, for these teams, it's so much more about motivation for the game. Does this matter? And you know what it's also about? What I will give credit to, kind of in that same vein, is what really does matter is when a team with high expectations ends up losing and playing, you know, not having a great season playing in a, a lower bowl game. That matters. 
okay, that applies to like Clemson this year, maybe the Florida Gators. And it has nothing to do with the humidity or the climate or the amount of things to do in their own city. It's got no correlation whatsoever. So it's hysterical that I turn on ESPN and it's like, well, this team from Los Angeles has to go to El Paso. You think they're really going to be up for that? It's like, it doesn't matter the surroundings. What matter it, what matters is what's going on within the team. Okay. A great example. Uh, my co-host, he bet uh, against San Diego State last night in the bowl game. I was on San Diego State. And you know, the re- I think they played uh, UTSA. And his handicap, well, and I, I hope he doesn't listen to this, but his handicap was, you really think these guys who live in San Diego go into, and I forget where it was, let's see. Okay, so they played in the... Toyota State. Oh, yeah, it was in Frisco, Texas. So that was the whole thing. My co-host on College Football Tailgate. By the way, listen to College Football Tailgate. Great preview show for college football. But, uh, yeah, his whole handicap is like, you really think these guys from San Diego going to Frisco, Texas are going to be excited to play at all? And my point to him was, well, yes, because <laughs> you listen to the coaching staff, you listen to the players. They, they were desperate for 12 wins. They had all the motivation in the world. Now, do I think the fan base had a good time going? Those who decided to make the trip? No, they probably were bored as hell, but that doesn't matter at all in these bowl games. So for my audience, don't make that mistake. Be a better handicapper. Be a be a more proactive, more more you know hands-on. Don't be so lazy, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's so simple to say, hey, they're from Miami, they're going to Albuquerque, I'm fading them. There's so many more things that are important in these games. All right, that does it for today's show. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Whatever you have going on today, tomorrow, good luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily. Sports Betting Daily.